Hello and welcome to the Justice for Gamers video game podcast. Episode 27, Slaying Bill Croter's Dad. In this episode, JFG Ash forces Alex into playing Destiny's The Taken King. JFG Alex was not happy about this. We take a good look at the pros and cons of the record-breaking DLC bringing you hard facts we made up and a final verdict on our experience so far. And finally, after years of waiting, we get to play a new Rainbow Six game. Ah, oh, finally. Hello and welcome to the Justice for Gamers podcast. This is episode 27. My name is Alex and I'm joined as ever by my good friend Ash. Hey buddy, how you doing? What's happening buddy? How you doing? Are you good? Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. It's been a confusing week for me. Uh, I feel enlightened. <laughs> you've, you've ascended to I a have, higher plane yeah, of I've, existence. Uh, you know, excelled my expectations and I've, I've gone to a new level of light. A new level of light yeah. could give the game away somewhat as to what we'll be talking about this week. Um, but <laughs> I think little. after last week, people are expecting that anyway, so that's yes. fine. We were going to uh, debate. Similarly momentous is the fact that this is the last week ever when I will be recording the podcast on a 10-year-old laptop. It's a shame, buddy. I'm I'm going to miss it. <laughs> I'm not going to miss it. All the waiting around <laughs> for your files to arrive and things. Yeah, running Skype through my phone because the laptop can't record and use Skype at the same time. Yeah, All of these things are a, they're a thing of the past now. We'll be able to use a webcam. What's this? We could we could use a webcam. What is this? I could see we your could face. We could do some sort of live streaming podcast or something. The possibilities are uh, endless and equally mind-bottling. It could. It could. <laughs> so... True. Uh, yeah, I've got a new MacBook on its way, and I'm very, very excited about that. Nice, buddy. Um, I haven't got anything new, because I haven't been paid this month yet, so I'm extremely poor and waiting for Monday to come round. So, yeah. You've just been hanging about doing ironing, for the most I, part. I have been. I've been ironing last night. That was, <laughs> that was eventful. No, I watched a, a DVD and I right. thought, wow, the resolution on this is so bad. Like, I, I, I haven't watched a DVD for God knows how long. And it was just like, oh, it was terrible. And the worst of it is it was uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. So you're going to want some high def there, really. Well, yeah, you know. action sequences. Yeah, exactly. And That's uh, not ideal, man. Well, no, it's a terrible film. In a terrible resolution, you know, and, you know, two wrongs don't make a right in this circumstance, buddy. Were you like, right, I've got to do a load of ironing, so I need to, I, I need to make this more miserable. Yeah, so totally. I'm going to watch a shit film in a low resolution. Yeah, that's the one. Well, you know what I saw last night? No. Old uh, Mission Impossible, oh. Rogue Nation. Uncharted. Uncharted. I tell you what... It really was like there was there was so much in there that was really uncharted esque. There was a moment where they went over to the Middle East. They were out in the desert, and it was playing that sort of Arabian string music and stuff. Arabian and they'd already Nights. done the bit with uh, Tom Cruise hanging off the plane and the back opening, and them having a fight there and stuff. I was thinking, 
they have actually taken like half of Uncharted here and turned it into a Mission Impossible film, which is fine, by the way, and uh, it was really good. But yeah, I'd watch that. It sounds like a movie. You should watch that. You should, but wait till the DVD comes out, buddy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you're away. some DVD action. Yeah, no, never again. <laughs> wow, how times change. They do indeed. They do. So, I guess it's time, isn't it? Really, what for? What we've been playing this week? Yeah, yeah, and uh, what an interesting segment this is going to be. Yeah, enjoy this. So let's go for it. Okay. What we've been playing. Little old lady passing by, catching everyone's eye. You have such a. So there's pretty much nothing else worth talking about this week than the two games that we have been focusing on. Um, We could. Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's correct. No, uh, we could we could beat around the bush here, and we could go into various little things we've played for an hour. But let's just not bother, okay? Okay. So this week we are going to be talking about Destiny, The Taken King, and Rainbow Six Siege, the beta, the beta, which I think not we're the technical to talk test. About. Yeah, I checked. <laughs> I checked today. That's all right. Um, we were actually part of the technical test, which started on Monday. Are we allowed to say that? Um, yes, we're allowed to say that. Okay. But uh, we're not allowed to talk <laughs> about anything that happened during that technical test. But the NDA lifted on Thursday. Um, Obviously, so this fine. isn't Thursday right now. Th- this is Thursday. It's Thursday today. Yeah. Yep. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, should we start with Destiny? I think we probably should start with Destiny. So I obviously got this for a cracking price of six pounds eighty-five. It's incredibly important, yeah, that you remember that everyone. We yeah. got we got the DLC packs between us for six pound eighty-five. There's uh, and that money has actually come back through and is waiting for me to spend on uh, PlayStation Network because money. you immediately <laughs> traded the disc in for thirty pounds, and that's how we got the DLC yep. for such a low price. It's a fantastic deal. Good work. Can. Thanks, buddy. I love saving money. Um, so, yeah, was it worth the money? Okay, so... Before this week, I didn't like Destiny. I think that was abundantly clear to everyone. I think people knew that. You certainly knew that. Yeah, and, and uh, I was in the same boat as you. I was I enjoyed it when we played it but there was no replay value there I didn't want to do the same thing over and over and over again but you know we can go through the wrongs of destiny if you want quickly now I think so I think to sum up this is why I didn't like destiny okay uh, firstly the story uh, was shit it was a shit story what with story? a terrible script hardly any story at all the bulk of the story apparently in 
these cards that really were on a, a separate device, which is absolutely ludicrous. And the more time that passes since that decision was made, the more ridiculous that decision becomes. Yes. Uh, script was bad. The characters were forgettable. I couldn't name any of them from the original Destiny. Um, ghost. Yeah. Ghost. I suppose ghost. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Called but ghost. that's very much like remembering the word tree or car or uh, something rather than Dinklebot, which yeah. wasn't his name. Um, there wasn't enough content. We got through the the story campaign in about seven hours or something, maybe yeah. even less than that. And then and the then, strikes after that, I guess. And that, the strikes, which there, there weren't many of them, and they... They only took a very long period of time because all of the enemies at the end of them were bullet sponges. And, and then also, by the time that we got up to a decent level to attempt the raid, uh, was it the Vault of Glass? Like, yeah. it was just... Everyone had just lost interest by then because it was just... Well, we couldn't be asked, and plus, like, I think we were, like, level 26, 27. I think you have to be just above that to, like, even have a chance, and it was just... I think it was 28, yeah, yeah I think you're and right. It, and uh, It just wasn't good, and it was horrible, so we stopped. And we didn't interest. play Crucible either, did we? No, we didn't, and one of the reasons we didn't stick with it as well was the next problem I had with Destiny, the loot drops. The whole point of a game like this, if you're going to have such limited story content, which it absolutely did is uh, essentially it's a first-person Diablo, isn't it? That's, yeah, that's kind more of shiny, shiny stuff. So, gimme, And gimme. that would be fine if that system worked properly, but it absolutely didn't. You'd get to the end of maybe a strike that had took you an hour and a half to grind through, uh, and at the end of it you'd get a loot drop that was a, a shit gun, something worse than what you already had, or even worse than that, a legendary item for a class that you weren't. And there was no <laughs> way that. of trading that with anyone else. If your friend was that class, you couldn't give it to them there was no way of doing that and it made the whole thing feel completely pointless just grinding for grinding sake yeah, and no no benefit to no us payout. in our no limited gaming time we did not want to do that the bottom line in a game where loot is kind of the be all and end all after you hit the level cap is loot you need good loot shit loot is demoralizing and that's yes. what we got totally. and then finally my final main problem with the original <laughs> destiny uh, with the expectations, one. the expectations were ramped up, the hype levels were ramped up incredibly high, with Bungie telling us that this game was going to be in a, set in an epic sci-fi universe, an incredible story, intense, memorable storytelling. Yeah, memorable. Vast, populated <laughs> worlds where you could play together, take shit down and so on. Yeah. And, and that wasn't the case. The story was underwhelming, barely even in existence at all. Uh, the worlds felt very empty, the free roam areas, because there were, weren't, wasn't enough space on each server for enough, enough people, yeah. connections. And also, and I found, like, um, say I was on the, the Cosmodrome on Earth, like, I'd be in the bit with all the ships, and I was just hooning about, uh, this was in, like, Vanilla Destiny, like, last year, and uh, a public event happened. Me and this other random dude, we, we got a gold on it. And he's like, yeah, come with me, like waving and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, all right. So we start going back towards the main area where the, like, the, the planes are. And we get halfway there and he despawns because we went into a new zone. And I was just like, that's just ruined it. Yeah. Just totally you have ruined had to it. Have, you would have had to have created a fire up. team and invited yeah, fire to teamed up, yeah. yeah and because you hadn't done that instancing meant that you switched yeah, when you went did, through that yeah yeah 
which you know is it's you're talking about a now, social right? shooter that's the most anti-social thing i can think of in terms totally. of making friends on a game and so on and yeah, so and forth you shouldn't have to use a website strange. to find people to play with on a game that claims to be uh, a, a, a sort of vaguely open world um rpg elements shooter kind of thing gibbons Indeed. so yeah had very good legitimate reasons as to why we didn't like destiny true okay so do do you want to jump on to the taking king or what about because we also um, in our six pounds worth of dlc got the um previous two expansions the house of cards and the something house below <laughs> you know what it is <laughs> yeah. dancing with cards dancing with cards dancing um, with cards and the b- dark below the dark below yeah so yeah w- the first thing we did was we we played through those two in order we thought you know we want to give this a fair chance so we'll play through the dark below then we'll play through house of wolves and then we'll get on to the taken king which is what we did yeah and, something to look um, forward to <laughs> maybe i thought that i thought the dark below specifically the dark below i thought was really underwhelming and uh it was more of short uninteresting a lot of wave-based stuff and yeah more of the same very much like the last game which i suppose is to be expected because it came out in uh, year one i'm saying that in inverted commas because i I don't think this was ever supposed to be a a a yearly season-based thing i mean we know there were leaked documents fairly recently that suggested destiny 2 was going to be out by this point so that was clearly never the plan but the dark below yeah very underwhelming okay, indeed not great yeah <laughs> uh, more of the same and at this point nothing to suggest that i was going to change my mind on on this game yeah. then we played house of wolves which what did you make of that i thought it was much better actually um yeah i i kind of liked the thing that it made it a bit different with the waves of enemies kind of at the end of missions and also like the when we played through it um there's it unlocks a special area next to the reef and um (laughs) and um yeah, it's like a wave-based um, scenario where you go in a room and you get bombarded by... It was like three waves, wasn't it? But then there was a nice little twist where you, there was like bombs you had to like deactivate and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, the first time we did that, we were like, what is going on? But we cottoned on pretty quick, which was uh, helpful. And um, yeah, it was cool. It was different. The one thing I really liked about it is when we finished all, what, four rooms or five rooms i think it was yeah four rooms of four rooms of three waves i think it was it, yeah it was sort of an arena tiered system wasn't it yes and then we we uh descended down into this massive you know pit of gold like scrooge mcduck vault kind of thing <laughs> oh yeah it was fucking sweet i was like look at this like the stuff we got out of it wasn't great because obviously it was like a level 20 whatever so the stuff wasn't great but it was just like that feeling of like opening this room of treasure and not knowing yeah. what you're going to get was just, just rewards for the for what we'd just done and and it also opened up uh new arenas with higher difficulty yes, levels that will get us good loot um and, I and that was play where them. we started noticing <laughs> the the subtle changes that they've made in certain systems um for the better so 
I suppose that brings us to the Taken King then, doesn't it? As soon as we finished off House of Wolves and we'd tried out the arena mode and everything, we, we geared up and we set off for the first story of the Taken King. Totally. Uh, and we across I think, across two nights was it we played all the way through that I think it probably combined sort of four or five hours something like that which yeah isn't particularly long but if you consider how short the original game was it's not bad um, <laughs> so the Taken King and all of the changes that they have made to Destiny for this second season I suppose if you want to call it that. Um, Let's go back through my list of things, shall we? So the first okay. thing, the first problem was the story. Um, it's better. It's better. The Taken King story one. is much better. <laughs> it's got memorable characters. Uh, Nathan Fillion doesn't hurt any project either, no, having him in there. Not. Fantastic. Um, far more interesting, uh, exciting cutscenes and... Uh, Clever, more clever level design. I thought the uh, the new levels were were very interesting, and I quite liked the way that a lot of them began in uh, sort of original vanilla levels, and then maybe the back opened up somewhere you've yeah, never that been was before. Cool. And so it was like familiar but new. So it was like, okay, I like this. You know. Yep, the characters more memorable. Um, I actually remembered Nathan Fillion's character, Cade Six. I actually remembered his name. Oh, there's no off. way that was going to happen in 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 the first game. Like, there's only one guy I remember. That's Bill Croter, mate. Bill <laughs> William Croter. Yeah, not the Will of Croter. It was it was William Croter. William Bill Croter. Bill yeah. Croter. He was a ledge. Um, so yeah, Take the story down. way better. But, and this is a funny one. Uh, Nolan North. I thought was worse. I think he's worse than Dinklage. If, and I think a lot of that is to do with how dry and uninspired the original Dinklage delivery was. But Nolan North just sounds like he's trying too hard to it's me. It's an odd situation, that isn't it? It's yeah. very strange. It's like you. I was so used to Dinklage's like, like no nonsense, monotone. Like, like, yeah, like. and now to add like a bit of life to it. But it, it sounds like it's it's a forced. Well, obviously it's going to be forced because like he's doing a robot voice. But it yeah, it just it's, it's very C three PO, isn't yes, it? Where he's yeah, sort totally. of really putting lots of inflection into things that that human cyborg relations. I think that if it had always been Nolan North, then we wouldn't even be talking about it. Yeah, true. I think the problem is that we heard something else first and we can't get that out of our heads. Yeah, I think that's I the think problem. Change is weird. The absolute problem is that the script is just awful and yeah. that remains the same throughout most of The Taking King as well. Uh, and Nathan Fillion does his best with uh, with a really average set of lines, if you ask me. But um, yeah, still, still poor script, but... I like the fact that um, the like a lot of the stories kind of start off at the main hub, you know, like the three main chaps or people, yeah. Uh, yeah. the Titan, the Warlock, and the Hunter um, leaders. And, and you know, it's to nice to yeah, and they yeah, that's the thing. It, it is good to actually like have characters that you. Well, you've seen so many times, and like you actually see them coming to life now. It's like a it's like a video game rather yeah. than a oh, fucking okay. database on the internet that isn't part of the video game. It's it's so simple, but it makes such a huge difference. 
It's like in, in Vanilla Destiny, it's like, who was that strange woman that gave us a gun at the end? Like, who was throughout the whole thing? Like, no idea. Nothing was mentioned of her. She just turned up and hasn't come back yet. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. she will. But it's it's just good to see characters that you, you know and, you know, you, you visit. Uh, yep, the and game. the enemy was far more memorable as well. Oryx was that's a, a far better character. I know his name as well, so Look it must you. have been better. Um, so yeah, so the story's better. The next problem I had, the content, lack of beforehand. Yes. With this new content there, uh, it's really good. I think there's enough there now. I think if, if that stuff was there when the game launched, that would have been the right amount. And uh, yeah, So you're I saying... Mean, Everything is right. So, including Vanilla Destiny, the two DLCs, and the Taken King is the right amount of stuff for a game. I think it's the right amount. I think you need that amount of content on a game like this one. Yes. This is a, this is a grinding game, and as such, you need a lot of content, a lot of missions, and not just totally. fetch quests, interesting missions, story-based missions that you're going to want to go through and play again and not get tired of. And... The, with the Taken King editions, the House of Wolves editions, and to a lesser degree, the Dark Below, there's enough content there now. There wasn't before, and there is now. I totally agree with you. I think now there's like, enough variety in the game. I say variety. I know it's just like shooting dudes in the face, but then again, if you just play FIFA all the time, there's not a lot of variety there because it's just football. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, kind of thing. It's like every game, everything, you know, you do the same thing over and over again. Um, but let's not get into that anyway. Um, but yeah, there's more stuff to do now. Um, I played a couple of games of The Crucible as well, which seems fun. Um, I sucked at it because I hadn't played it before. But I think um, if um, if we do keep playing this, I'll, I'll at least do the, um, you know, the daily whatever multiplayer mission so you can get some extra... Um, what are they now? Legendary marks, that's the ones, isn't that's it? That's right, yeah. So I might just jump in, do that, and, you know, over time I might get good at it. Who knows? And there was there were things that were a bit suspect about the matchmaking there before and how loot affected uh, everyone, whereas they seem to have streamlined that now to the point totally. where if you go into the Crucible, it's it everything's even and it's fair. Like, it's, it's balanced. It feels balanced. It doesn't feel like you're getting screwed over. Uh, and that's the way it should be. It makes sense. And there's so many more modes and interesting more new locations and stuff. It it really is a fully fully fledged like PvP mode there now, and yeah. quite impressive in in a sort of Halo Three sort of way. It's yeah, I could see myself getting into that as well, and I'm I'm much more willing to do so now. I know that I'll get decent loot drops and decent progression and stuff. Yep, new stuff. So good, the level it? cap, buddy, what did you make of that? The fact that they raised it up to level 40 now. They changed the light around a little bit. Uh, I think you know more about this than I do. So <laughs> I, I prefer it because, obviously, you get to level 40, you're at level 40. That's cool. I've made it. I've dinged at the top. But then, obviously, there's like your light. And uh, I, I don't know how far this goes up to, uh, but I've seen people like 290... I don't know about 300 yet. There probably is. Um, so the way your light works is by getting better stuff, really. Um, like the more like exotic and legendary um, your items are. This includes uh, your all three guns. Uh, now your ghost shell as well. That adds um, 
perks to your character, um, all your armor, and uh, what's the other thing? Like, um, oh, like I've got a ring. Um, the relics. new thing that I have it. Yeah, is it relics? Artifact. So. Artifact. Well done, buddy. There. there we go. Nice done. And your artifact, which also boosts stuff. And so, obviously, your light level now isn't as annoying, I believe, as before, because I don't know why it's not annoying, because it's pretty much exactly the same model, but just tinkered about with. The reason it's not annoying is there's two reasons for this. The first one is that you can... You can get loot drops at the end of missions, weekly missions, daily missions that will increase your light level yeah, whereas once you right hit there. the cap in the last game, the only way to get your light level up was to purchase incredibly expensive things at the tower, yeah. which you had to grind currency for, whereas yeah. now you could you could play through today's daily strike and come away with something that boosts your light level that wasn't possible before yeah, which makes is a massive good. difference. And I think I think you're right with the loot drops. That is the main thing that's made the biggest difference. And then the it, infusion it feels... thing as well. The fact yep. that you can combine loot to increase the light level of one of the pieces uh, that should have been there before as well. It's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, it's a nice little touch. So if there's like a, a certain like rifle you really like, but it's not the most powerful of weapon. What you can do is, uh, as long as it's what a legendary and exotic, and also from the Taken King DLC. That's right. Um, yes. There you go. Reeled that off quick time. And um, <laughs> what you can do is use a higher rated gun. Say like my rifle's two hundred and forty, but this other one's two sixty. I can infuse my two forty with my two sixty. And it's from whatever's in that class range as well. And it so means like if you've got something you really like, stuff. then you can keep, keep it. it. You don't have yeah. to just and make it better. Ditch it. Yes, <laughs> which is which good. is great. And also yes. worth noting um, the two things. Firstly, there's this, how they've streamlined the bounties so that you don't have to go and turn them in anymore. Oh, you can just God, yeah. And the quest screen Tracking. that they've added as well. You can now Tracking track quests stuff. properly and it tells you which planet you need to go to, what you need to do. There's a nice little screen there that tells you how close you are and what comes next and what came before. It's just far more streamlined, like an MMO, which is, you know... Yeah, what well, it is. What's going on here is... <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then... The expectations. Now, this was this is the other thing that made a massive difference as far as I was concerned. I was really worried going into this because I I, I managed to get myself really quite excited over this game in a matter of, like, three days before it came out. Yeah. Um, which <laughs> and I is didn't. Weird. And I knew you weren't going to, but I was like, six pounds, getting it. I've got it now. I'm going to get all excited and, like watch loads of YouTube videos about like the lack of story or and stuff and find out all kinds of things what's and that's why I went and checked out the the 2.0 update and then yeah I, I knew you were so not excited about this game because you well well we've said why but yeah for for very very many good reasons I definitely. wasn't at all interested but um for the price I was willing to give it a go Gibbons, buddy. So yeah, I went in with very low expectations. Uh, I certainly didn't expect the game to win me over, and uh, I, uh, you know, I was aware of all these problems that came before, and I thought oh, I very much doubt that they've solved all of these. Um, so 
I think they have. I think they have solved all of those issues. Uh, I think the obviously you've still got the vanilla game there with a, a very weak story, but uh, but the way that the drops work, the way that you you know, I, I feel far more inclined to start a new character now and go back through that game, safe in the knowledge that I'm going to get systematic regular loot drops that are. are you know, exciting, and then we've got the arena mode. We've got the strikes mode. The the third sub, the uh, second subclass for each character. Yeah, we forgot about that. The third, those yeah, are really cool one. as well, and and they make a, a big difference. Bow and arrow. Basically, what I'm saying is, I like it. Good, buddy. Cause I, I like, like it the as game, well. and I didn't before, and I think that they fixed it. So we're we going to get next year's DLC. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Okay, so that's lovely then. You know, finally. It's a great note to end on. Well played, buddy. A yeah. year later, yeah, a year later, I finally have the game that I thought I was getting in the first place. And that's great, especially because I didn't really have to pay very much to achieve that. True. Now here lies the problem, though. Definitely this is the problem. So, if you've never played Destiny before, then this is the first time I've ever said this to anyone. I highly recommend you buy Destiny. <laughs> if you if you don't own Destiny, if you've never played it before, uh, in terms of shooting mechanics and just the feeling of playing a shooter, there's yeah. nothing better than this. And now there's so much content there and there's so much story and you've avoided the disappointment of the first year. Go and buy this game. You can pick it up for 40, 50 quid with all of the DLC. It's great. It's really, really good. Now, that's that. Uh, if you liked Destiny already, uh, I think you're a weirdo, but I'm certainly obviously not. <laughs> I'm obviously not talking to you because you clearly already own the Taken King, don't you? And you didn't care how much you'd pay for it either. So, fair play to you. And, okay, we'll. I don't we'll, sticking with it. Unfortunately, I'm lumped in with you now, and, and you're going to have to live with that. Um, now, here's the problem. People who bought Destiny were disappointed by Destiny and stopped playing Destiny. Like we did. Like we did. Now, if you didn't have a particularly sneaky friend like I do, then to, to get to this stage, you're going to have to spend £35 on the DLC pass to unlock Dark Below, House of Wolves, and The Taken King. I cannot recommend that you do that. No, I don't reckon it's worth You're paying 35 quid on top of the the price of the game that you already bought to get the game that you were promised in the first place. And as I said last week, Bungie had the chance to fix their game because so many people were still playing it so many people loved it for whatever reason and were still playing it and they got a second chance and they've 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 come out on the other end with a, making a good game a game that I really like a game that I I want to play right now and I will probably play when we've finished recording we'll do the daily mission buddy don't you worry yeah we'll get that done and I never <laughs> thought I'd say that I, I know, never right? thought I would last night was the strangest wasn't it like I was doing the ironing, I'd finished that, and I was just chilling out, watching Too Fast, Too Furious, you know, because I'm really cool, on DVD. And then, um, yeah, just get a message from you and be like, uh, yeah, do you want to do the strike? And I'm like, you yeah, right. <laughs> a bit weird. 
But yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> you two were hours so later, smug we're still when playing. You came on. For fuck's sake. <laughs> you was, when you came on, you were like, yeah, I fucking told you, dickhead. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always right, buddy. I'm always right. It's a known fact. So... Have we missed anything? I, I think we've pretty much covered everything we the need to The only thing that I've got written down is I think you're still taking the piss out of me and you're playing like a ridiculous long game here. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And then like in a couple of weeks you'll be like, yeah, Destiny, what shit? Why? Got you. And I'm like, oh, all right, mate. I think there, there are still real <laughs> concerns there that the novelty will wear off in a week or two. And Yeah, that was my main worry, wasn't it? I've said that a few times this week where I'm like, what happens when we like complete every single bit of content? I know we would have played it a hell of a lot, but are we going to want to go back to like the old strikes? Are we going to want to do this over and over and over again? Like, that's where I what I'm worried about. So I think if we come back to it in about I don't know three or four weeks uh, and talk about it again and have just a small update on how if we're still playing it or not, I guess. I think the only reason that matters to you, though, is because of your perceptions of this game. You know, if this was a normal release that hadn't been hyped to the hilt before we got mm. these consoles, we'd be more than happy with what we've got out of it already. And yeah, true. And, and, we, and we would yeah. stop playing it in three weeks' yeah. time. And we wouldn't yeah. go back to it, and we wouldn't feel shortchanged. And... That was the problem with this game from the beginning, is yeah. it was nowhere near the game that it was. We were told it was told going it to was be, be yeah. and and if that hype hadn't been there, then I would have probably been reasonably content with my gaming experience. But I I was expecting so much more from totally. Destiny because it was billed as being so much more, and then it wasn't. And I think it's finally there now, but it. The, the trials and tribulations of getting there it's a real problem if you were disillusioned and I still think that that price point's too high for content that I think probably should have been there in the first place and and wasn't but I can only speak from my perspective and this this is going to come up later in the podcast as well to, to stop playing Destiny completely because fuck Bungie for you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> screwing us over that yeah. that's that, that making that stand is is a token gesture we've spent the money and they've got our money and so why not try and make the most of it at this point yeah and totally and yeah we will touch on that later as well we will we will but yeah i think that'll probably do us uh, i can't think of anything else i want to say about it uh, i'm really enjoying destiny now um but i i can't I can't say spend that money on the on the expansion. No. Uh, Thirty five pounds, just buy something else. Really? Yeah, buy a new game. Yeah, wait for that DLC to come down. Maybe yeah, you'll wait go back till to Christmas time or something, year. and you'll be able to get the disc based version for like twenty quid, probably. Probably. I don't see why not. Yeah. And then just get it then, and then whoop, off you go. <laughs> so Good there time. we go. That we got through the, it. We did it, mate. We did it. It wasn't pretty, but. You know, so let's move on to something new, then, shall we? Um, Rainbow so, Six is pretty new, isn't it? The Taken King, but yeah, well, it is, but it's well, <laughs> it's something new, newer, newer, yeah, yeah, something something that isn't uh, reiterating and fixing a previous game. Let's talk about Rainbow Six Siege, which we've Yay. been playing the beta of this week. 
We have. Uh, we, we've managed to get a couple of hours or so in on it, I guess, by now. Yes, yes, we have. And um, thoughts so far, I really like it. It's a good shooter. It's nice and slow. It's great. That's what I like about it. This thing's great. <laughs> I like it because I'm old and I can't run around like my mind and hands don't work quick anymore. It's just <laughs> like, take your time. Just p- repel up this building. You're all right, mate. Come on. Just just get there. But then suddenly it all fucking kicks off and it's like... Ah! <laughs> and then you're dead in seconds. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I was thinking about this after we played it the other night. This feels like a remaster to me, like rather than a new game, and, and I couldn't pay it higher praise than that. I loved Rainbow Six Vegas, the first one, and especially the second one. And this feels like that game, but sort of 10 years in the future, you know? It's so smooth, and it's just a pleasure to play. It's so smooth and sharp, and uh, I love the level design. I love. I think graphically, it's, it's a much higher standard than we're used to with Rainbow Six games. They've always been <laughs> yeah. decidedly ropey in the past. But going into that first level, that house, and uh, and playing a few rounds, it felt like we were right back at the villa on Vegas Two. Yeah, and totally close quarters kind of stuff, and like felt immediately at home with the controls and the movement and the the way everything plays out and. Um, yeah, we had some really interesting skirmishes, didn't we? Yeah, one thing that I I really liked was like the the setup thing before, like well before it all kicks up, not yeah. like setting up your character, like um, so like when the you you have the chance of the defenders to set up all your defenses, obviously being a defender, um, and the, they range from all kinds of different things, um, but. What was cool, I like because when we first started, we were defenders. So I was like, when we were doing this, I was like, I wonder what the attackers are doing. So the next round, we pop in there, and like you've got these remote control cars kind of things, uh, and you have to drive around and try and find whatever you're trying to like disarm or something like that. And it's just a really nice touch that. And also, it gives you a quick run. Like if you haven't done the level before, like you can quickly like zoom round it and. Like get your bearings really quickly, which which was yeah. Cool. You just you've got these little yeah little radio controlled. I used to have an alarm clock called I think it was called Clocky, and it was nice. this little white alarm clock, and it had big rubber wheels on it. And the idea was when you set the alarm, and it was for people who had really struggled to wake up in the morning because it would jump <laughs> off of your table and just drive around on the floor beeping. <laughs> and so uh, nice. the design on these uh, little robots for the uh, assault, it's, it's basically like a sort of investigatory thing, isn't it? You go in there and try yeah. and find the bomb, look around different places of um, ingress, I suppose, and... Um, yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. And then, yeah, that's the first phase. And then the second phase is attack and defend. And I was really impressed by the verticality of it, where you can you can re- seem to be able to repel up wherever you like. We were wandering about on yeah. the roof at one point as well. There's a lot of freedom there, I feel. Yeah. Which is, which is really cool. Like, um, and like blowing up all the walls and things, and only certain types of wall you can get through. And uh, it's, it's very cool. A lot of thoughts gone into it. Uh, I, I like it a lot. One thing I don't like, buddy, is where's the cover system fucking gone? Yeah, no, I agree with you there. One of my favourite things about uh, the the old Vegas games was that you could snap to cover and it went third person when you did. Uh, I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. And 
and it's gone. It seems to be completely gone now. They, they're just gone for your standard first-person shooter fare. Uh, you can... Can you lean? I think yeah, you, you can, can lean by clicking down on the left or right thumbstick and you lean left and right, obviously. So obviously your whole body isn't poking out. Just your face, you know. I think they're going for... <laughs> the game's already quite slow and tactical there and there were so many old Mexican standoffs with, when when you could snap yeah, to cover and, and you could see people coming without actually exposing yourself that yeah. was I, I personally liked that but I can see from a design point of view how you might want to change that it ma- it did make things decidedly slow I'm thinking yeah. of the villa level when we used to play attack and defend and hole up on the roof and it was basically impenetrable and you could always see if someone was coming so I can yeah. see why they removed that uh, totally. I do want to mention to my embarrassment one of the things that happened when we were playing last night when we were in the we were the uh, defenders at the time and we were defending uh, I think we were defending a bomb in the garage of this house and uh <laughs> Someone someone snuck in to the garage, uh, and I was having a firefight with them. But uh, I'm pretty awful at shooters, and <laughs> I was sort of spraying and praying, and in doing so, completely missed the man and blew a, a sort of person-sized hole in the garage door, <laughs> which the, the attacking team all just piled straight in. I just created an entrance. All of that, nice. the best laid plans people had put, like barbed yeah. wire down on the stairs and boarded up the windows and then I just blew a hole in the door and they all just came in and killed us. Yeah, it's fine, mate. don't worry about it. It's going to be... So my favourite point was um, getting the kill cam <laughs> on yeah. one of those levels. So um, I think we were attacking, weren't we? Uh, I went into the room and I spotted him in, in the far corner. So I uh, started unloading and uh, as I did that, my teammate just walked in front of me. So he had to die in order for me to kill the other guy. Yep. So then everyone's watching this guy just walk in front of me getting blatted. <laughs> it, was it was very, very cool. I, I do like the kill cam thing, especially on something as tactical and stealthy as this. Yeah. You really want to know what happened at the end of a round. So that was that's a nice touch. Um, a few possible balancing issues. I thought the shields were a bit overpowered and the rifles yeah, were a totally. bit underpowered. But I think um, we're going to find ways around that, though, in yes, time. Um, when we learn and unlock more stuff, uh, we'll obviously find ways around it because obviously we're just using the base standard recruit class I think it is um, yes yeah. there is like loads of other classes like pre-built ones but I don't know if that's in the style of like, like Rainbow that I want I, I want to make my own person I, and, I think they're covering all the bases there with yeah, the whole I think COD so. thing and uh, yeah the way Battlefield kind of went with loadouts as well I think they're just trying to make it accessible to more people which is which is fine yeah true but all in all, I'm very excited. It is definitely staying on the pre-order. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Agreed. And that's what we've been playing. And now it's time for Fonz or Phoenix. I've 
totally forgotten what we do for the rest of the podcast now. It's <laughs> so obsessed with that now. <laughs> Come on then. I'm like, what? I do news? Well, no. It's all right, buddy. The the thinking is basically over at this point. We can kind of run on autopilot from this point. Oh, uh, thank God, my brain hurts. We're through. We're through the destiny speak. We're through the rainbow <laughs> speak. Uh, you can just chill out at this point, and everything's going to be fine. Cool. Let's do this. What is Fonzo Phoenix this week, then, buddy? What have we got? Okay, so this is going to be a subject for some debate, I'm afraid. Uh, in that, I don't really know if this is a Fonz or a Phoenix. I can't decide which one it is. Okay. Uh, so this is the news that <laughs> Konami is leaving AAA <laughs> okay. Games Development, apart from Pez. Okay. Okay. So. On the surface of it, that sounds like a phoenix, doesn't it, really? I mean, if you look at the... I mean, two of the Game of the Year candidates for 2015, arguably Metal Gear Solid V and Pez. So the idea that Konami could be jumping ship from game development sounds like a phoenix, but I think it might be a Fonz, because this is a company that clearly isn't particularly interested in game development anymore and rather than do an Atari and you know destroy all their old brands I get that I think that it's probably best for the franchises that they own that they don't make games anymore because they clearly don't care they're making a load of money off of gym memberships and pachinko machines so yeah it's fine I'll allow that. So the news is that Pez 2017 is the only game currently in development with Konami. All other projects have been axed. Um, and I don't know what that means for the franchises that they own, like Metal Gear Solid or whatever, whether they'll license them out to other publishers or whether they will sell them off. Uh, I think that seems highly unlikely. Yeah, I wouldn't think they would sell them off maybe like you say lease them out or whatever but i don't know i'm uh, what does this mean for pez then what do you reckon like are well, they this is the thing more on it or are they gonna let it ride or well the, the the concern that i have is that they that it's also worth noting that Konami haven't actually directly come out and confirmed this. It's just been heavily reported on essentially every gaming media platform on the internet. Yeah. So I'm reading between the lines. This isn't 100% confirmed. There was even question that uh, that it was true at all, but uh, that was dissent coming from an alleged customer services advisor at Konami when someone sort of <laughs> rang the sort of help desk asking for yeah. comment there. Um, it seems highly likely that this story is 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 true. My worry with the uh, accept Pez thing is it specifically worded accept Pez 2017. Now, mm, if, that's it's, worrying. if it just said Pez... Then yeah, they're going to keep working. They're going to keep making Pro Evolution Soccer games, and that's cool. But the fact that they specifically said 2017 is is of some concern. It might mean that that's the last one. Imagine, and they just, yeah, imagine if that's the last one. They, they like end stop. on a high and just make the best football game ever, and then it's like it's like dropping the mic kind of thing, walking <laughs> yeah. off the stage like, oosh. See you later. Job done. I think I don't know. It's it's difficult, really. It's a tricky one. I think overall, it's probably a good thing for the industry that Konami 
bows out because they're, 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 from a business point of view, their hearts just aren't in. Yeah, game if development they're not anymore. in, it, like, well, there's there's no point, and yeah, they they seem they're definitely doing the right thing, I think. So I think it's probably a Fonz, but I still have this concern over over Pez and what will happen there. Um, I suppose we'll see, but I certainly don't like the idea of a world where there's only one football game and no oh, one no. pushing, no one pushing EA Sports to make a better game, which they, judging by this year's iterations, definitely need to do. But imagine if they didn't so. need to do that; they could just coast along with no competition. That'd be pretty terrible. Someone would make something. They have to. Would they? I don't know. Yeah, of course they would. They'd be like, "Well, there's a market here for a, a rivalry football game that." people will love because they hate EA I think that's a big selling point that you're not EA <laughs> it is it's a huge boon if you aren't EA Sports exactly no it's true it's true so yeah it's I suppose kind of bittersweet you think of all of the games Konami have released over the years that hmm. uh, many of which I've owned but uh, if you're not gonna if, if your gonna heart's do not like, in it like <laughs> It's worth. <laughs> what were you going to say? Go on. We could do like a fucking, like a will reading kind of thing of all the games that are lost. And, you know. <laughs> With that Oscar music that they play. Yeah, where... totally. That'd be ace. <laughs> Tonight, for one night only, we say a special thank you to the many games that Konami has brought to us over the years. Come on down, guys. We've got track and field, dance, dance revolution, fisherman's challenge, zombies ate my neighbors, teenage mutant ninja turtles, Castlevania, Silent Hill, Contra, Midnight Run, Metal Gear Solid, and a fan favorite, seen it. Twilight Edition. So that's it for us here at JusticeForGames.com. We'd just like to say one last thank you and a final farewell. Oh dear. Anyway, yeah. Fonz, buddy, yeah. I, I think like it's a it. Fonz. think so. Hopefully. And now it's time for the news. Number one. Number one. Uh, EA confirms that Battlefront beta is open to everyone. I called this. I was right about this. Well played, buddy. So yeah, it'll be open to everyone. It includes two multiplayer maps, um, a few different modes, and also online stroke offline co-op, which is intriguing. Um, Yeah, I like that fact that it's got co-op in there. It's not just like, yeah, here's like... Three different modes or two different modes with a couple of maps go buck wild and we're going to see if the servers work or not. It's actually got like different game modes in there that we will definitely play, which is very, very cool. I like yeah, it. Yeah, and and seems fairly thorough on their parts for a test, which is what it's supposed to be. Hopefully, because they don't want to fuck it up like Battlefield 4 and previous <laughs> Battlefields. It's true. It's true. Uh, there's still, uh, I think it's 
an inevitability that something is going to come out absolutely fucked this this winter. It has to happen. Now, whether it's that game, probably not, because, you know, beta test and everything, who knows? I know we, we noted down our, our guesstimates last week, but I feel like something's going to come out really badly broken this winter. It always does, buddy. Yes, yeah, I'm not exactly clairvoyant in that respect. (laughs) Totally not. Uh, So let's move on. Next, uh, The Taken King is the most downloaded day one game on the PS Store ever. That's PS3 and PS4. Ever since the PS Store has existed, nothing has ever been downloaded so much on day one as The Taken King. I guess that includes, um, like... uh, the DLC packs that you get in the games like we did because obviously you have to put in the code and download it so yeah I that suppose must be so. that, that, that does include all retail copies as yeah. well then I mean in terms of uh, sales versus when the original game launched I think that the sales are, the figures are actually down about 80% on that mm, so totally. you'd expect that a lot of people have jumped ship and, and so on a lot of people yeah, not but surely, willing to like, the original sales included like Xbox 360 Xbox One PC PS4, PS3. I would imagine so. So there's like 50% of your sales gone already. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> still, still. Uh, well, I was going to say it's cool, but I don't know if it's cool. I don't think it is, <laughs> to be honest. No, it's, um, it's cool for us, buddy. I'm conflicted and upset. I, I can't really comment on it. Very so let's, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, next, uh, The Witness finally has a release date and that release date is the 26th of January That this is uh, Jonathan Blow's first person puzzle game uh, this is the mm. maker of Braid a game I loved um, was a little mind bending but uh, yeah finally got a release date on PS4 and PC this is on the 26th of January um, is that a Tuesday? I no, don't think so it's not because it's at the end of the month so it's definitely not the PS Plus game that Fuck. <laughs> There's no way. There's Damn no it. way. Um I did see Jonathan Blow came out this week and said that there's a there's a puzzle in that game that uh, only like one percent of players will be able to solve or something, but I'm on it. YouTube. It's a very pretentious man. So uh <laughs> I don't know whether he's right about that or not. Sounds like a challenge though. Yeah, we'll do it. I like the look of that game and uh yeah, I liked. They showed a, a. I'm sure I saw that at like E3 2013 when they were showing off the consoles. Yeah. So it's been a long time coming, but uh, he's a very meticulous gentleman as well as uh, a little pretentious. So I'm looking forward to that. He wants to get it right. He does, which is, yeah, to be commended. Next, Hitman. Hitman has been delayed until March. Have we ever spoken about the new Hitman yet? I don't think we've cut. No, I don't think we've tackled it at all. It's got no. some very strange uh, content ideas, doesn't it? In terms of content delivery, it looks yeah. like there's going to be. It's either pushing forward or just falling over. I think it's really <laughs> difficult to work out in terms of value and the way I feel about DLC and stuff it's hard to comment on the model that they're planning on using until the game launches and has been out for a few weeks and, and packs start coming out for it. Yeah, and we can assess the situation because right now it's totally alien and sounds massively retarded. It sounds me. very strange, the 
this seems it seems to be that they're basically releasing a quarter of a game and then slowly giving you more over time not always necessarily for money but uh sometimes for money it's like a platform for dlc sort of like evolve was but without you literally just being bummed (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering what words you were going to say but i think you got it right smack on buddy yeah Yeah. keep looking at that game it's it's going down in price and i'm like nah seriously it's it's gonna have to be like five pound before i buy that game you know you're talking about evolve yeah (laughs) god if it's if it goes on the store for five pound i'll buy it because that's two pound fifty each mate i'll buy that yeah it's probably worth a fiver isn't it yeah, between two people. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we're debating that is of some concern. But uh, yeah, totally. If you're yeah, those guys anyway. Uh, another delay here. Star Fox. Star Fox Zero has been delayed until 2016. No specific date on this. This was like basically <laughs> the only Wii U game to be coming out this winter, and it now yeah, isn't coming like, out. No, it's it's not ready. We're going to hold it back for the NX, I reckon. <laughs> Along with Zelda, yeah. Yeah, totally. Not much you can say about that. They just said they need to give it more polish. Um, yeah, a bit more shine. Yep, fair enough. A new <laughs> console. Uh, <laughs> That'll fucking do it. <laughs> and finally, uh, this is again, this is this is rumour and hearsay rather than fact, but uh, Bioshock Collection. Apparent, apparently there's going to be a Bioshock collection coming to next gen in October. Um, it was listed on a couple of storefronts and then quickly taken down, but you can still find it in Google Cache and... Cache. Yeah, so we haven't got any details on that, whether it would be the trilogy, whether it would just be one and two, whether it would include two, bearing in mind it was made by a different studio. No idea whatsoever. Uh, all I can tell you is that I love Bioshock and there's every chance that I would buy uh, a remastered version of that game. I don't know... I've I've got all three on my PC. I, I don't know, like even if it was like remastered, I don't think I'd buy it again. I don't think I'd want to go back to it, to be honest. I I, ne- I I think Bioshock is like my one of my games where I'm like I played it, but I didn't love it as much as I wanted to. I couldn't just it didn't grip me like well. I know that it gripped you like so hard. Oh yeah, I mean it. it's. Uh, the, the first game is one of my favourite games of all time. Um, it'd be in my top five, in fact. And uh, I, I still firmly believe that Infinite was an excellent game as well. Infinite even, was cool. Even though that. everyone kind of turned on that when it got sort of 10 out of 10 reviews, which it possibly didn't deserve. I think that game's probably an 8 or a 9. But yeah. uh, it's, it, I think you often get this where a game gets such high praise that there's a sort of subversive alternative set of people that start having a crack at it and yeah it had its faults but it's infinite yeah the the ending to that fucking is awesome mind-bending i was like this is ace i I love those games if there's remasters coming i'll probably snap them up because i just i love that universe i love those characters uh especially the first game Uh, it absolutely i will never forget it's one of my favorite gaming moments of all time was the opening of Bioshock 
where magical, you're floating in the water after the plane crash and I was just sitting there looking at the screen waiting for it to do something because I didn't realise that I was playing it at that point it looked so amazing to yeah. me that I didn't know you look back I was at it now and you're like meh but at the it time holds up it's pretty like... well even now but, uh, <laughs> but no yeah it's true uh, absolutely blown away by it I was and cool bring it on so when's that October uh, allegedly yes it might not be a thing at mm. all but it, yeah it we seems see, unlikely buddy. that several stores would upload it and then <laughs> yeah and take it down be a weird thing to do <laughs> and that is the end of the news Now it's time for golden release time. It's a steady stream. It is a steady stream. <laughs> so this week we've got Might and Magic Heroes 7, uh, which is a PC game, magic-y, real-time strategy sort of thing. Um, yes, there you go. Uh, we've got both. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's magic-y and it's, it's mighty. It's magic-y, it's mighty, and it's the seventh magic-y mighty game to come out in that series. <laughs> uh, next, we've got both NBA games coming out this week. Uh, NBA 2K16 and NBA Live 16. Um, 2K historically has been the stronger franchise, certainly recently. Yeah. Um, I always liked, um, I don't know if it was like two years or last year's, um, when people had like the connect and like they were like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then like the game itself would like call like a personal foul for like bad language. Yeah. Yeah. That was so funny. I don't know if they still do that, but it's brilliant. Like <laughs> it'd be terrible for us, like on a game night playing like Pez. Feel like, oh, right. Yeah. No. That's a fail. Red card. You argue with the card, ref. You're off. Fuck Naughty off, language. Fuck you, you shit bubble. <laughs> yeah. Could happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, also out this week, we have Persona 4 Dancing All Night, which is a Vita-exclusive rhythm action game set in the Persona universe. <laughs> Get involved. Uh, we've got Samurai Warriors 4 2. Uh, which is a third-person sort of Japanese brawler-type game. So that's Samurai Warriors 4-2. Yeah, they love this shit, man. Like Final Fantasy 10 2 and so on. 12-T-3. Yep, 304-4th. Um, <laughs> Edition for the second time coming. Yep, part 2 minus 3. Um, <laughs> we got Secret Ponchos launching on the PC. That was a PS4 that was a PS cool Plus game. game. Was, yeah, we liked that. that. We didn't play very yeah. much of it. We should really go back to that. That was yeah, good. We should have a, a reminiscence of other games indeed, at some point. Indeed. I have actually been sort of slowly popping back through some of these uh, some of these uh, PS Plus the games. The main ones that I'm thinking of is Helldivers I want to go back to and also the Lara Croft game. Yes, um, agreed. Yes, we really should go back to both of those. Yeah. Uh, and finally, in golden release time, we have Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, which has been under umbungo for some time, so we don't know, <laughs> don't have any reviews or anything for that yet. Um, you might know more about it by the time this podcast goes live. Um, we think that that will be shit. Everything suggests that it will be shit. Um, it's going to be 
terrible. It's not gonna like innovate on the previous games. Apparently it's not. It's just gonna be. <laughs> might, a, a maybe rehash. it will, buddy. It might do. Might be really no. good. The the only thing that was good was um, when Skate came out because it it just brought a whole new fresh idea to it. It was. You know, it was more realistic. It wasn't like ridiculously arcadey and stuff like that. And like, it really brought home like the essence of skateboarding in a computer game form. Wow! I, I don't Check disagree. I don't disagree. All I'm saying is we haven't seen this thing properly yet, and I'm not willing to write it off until it comes out. And I can categorically say this is wank. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what it will be, buddy. <laughs> it probably will. Yes. <laughs> Either way, that is golden release time. And now it's time for Fuckwit Corner. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. Fuckwit Corner with Funk. He's getting We got some bits and bobs from Funk here. He's got some. Uh, he's got some questions for us here, buddy. Uh, Seem pretty negative, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how we get on with this. So here's the first bit. Uh, do game developers have an unlimited amount of fuck ups and gamer shafting antics? We couldn't have been any more anti-Destiny group of people, and now they've reeled you back in. Because we love gaming, can they do what they want and we always come back like a loyal puppy? I've got visions of execs sitting around a table and just going, fuck it, do whatever, what else are they going to play? So this is Funk wondering, uh, probably wondering why we've gone back to Destiny, um, which hopefully we've answered at this point. Um, It was £6. It was £6. (laughs) (laughs) Fairly measured approach there. Um, I I get where he's coming from, though. You know, uh, I think the biggest biggest woe recently has been the broken games. And I think this has been a better year in that respect. I think there have been less awful releases. Um, But yeah, I mean, if you look over this this generation of consoles, there have been some terrible terrible clangers um and also you know games that are, that release with things missing and and all sorts of problems um, it was like uh, the day one patch for pro evo this year was uh yeah you need to download this otherwise when you put the disc in it'll be stuck on the start menu yeah, which is ridiculous. Bit of an issue. And also, what something that I think is a real ridiculous pain in the ass, the fact that they haven't updated the squad files from last season on the latest. Yeah, pace. I know. Seriously, like, it, the season's well over a month old. We've had the international break. The game came out long after these things happened, and um, I've still got Steven Gerrard in my Liverpool team. <laughs> I know, you know right? like it's, that's really poor and possibly further reinforces the fonds we gave Konami leaving the games industry earlier but uh, I get what you're saying Um, this kind of reminds me of like I saw like um, it was on Reddit like I I 
months and months ago it was like a little cartoon sketch of like um an employee and like a boss of um a a games company I didn't, it didn't specify it was just generic games company and it was like uh, the boss says i know what we'll do um we'll uh, charge more money uh for extra content uh, we'll call it dlc and um the the employee goes like, yeah, I don't think the gamers will go for that. And then the next image is them rolling around in cash. And then the next image is, is like, oh, the next thing we could do is uh, season passes kind of thing. And then once again, the employee goes, yeah, I don't think the gaming community will, will buy into that. you know. But once again, roll around in cash. And then the last one was like a free-to-play model where you have to like pay to win kind of thing. And I was just like, yeah fucking when you look at that it's just like it's terrible the biggest enemy to gamers is gamers yeah totally if you the fact that they if want you didn't more. buy into the hype if you didn't want to be at the forefront all the time mm. then you could you could only ever buy games that have been out for six months you'd never get screwed over you'd always know what you were buying and and you wouldn't have a problem. The, the biggest enemy is 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 almost us because we can't help We've, but get we excited. <laughs> but we, you know, if you're excited and passionate about games, then then you can't help it. It's kind of one of no, those things. Totally, it's just what it is, isn't it? You, you're if if you want to do it and you've got the money to do it, then you're going to do it, really, aren't you? And there's always people yeah, going to be excited. Sure. Yeah. You know, to the point where they act a bit silly, and uh, you know, people people drink in all of these different things, these problems and DLC packs and season passes. I've been guilty of doing it over the years. So yeah, views totally, we all have. Um, I don't know. I, it's a tricky one. I, I like to think that most developers aren't just just money driven and nothing else. Uh, I, st- I still think that there's developers out there that want to innovate, and I-, I think that the games industry is healthier than it probably has ever been. If you look at the number of people making games, or the indies that can get funded, you've got Kickstarter as a crutch there. These, these are exciting times, and I know that people are, you know, a lot of these developers, a lot of these companies regularly drop the ball, but uh, I don't know. I. I can forgive and forget a lot quicker than I could maybe five years ago, and I think so. Yeah, which which probably drives us forward to Fung's next thing. <laughs> <laughs> he says, "Drive Club, are we really going to go back to it after what has to be the worst release of all time? Nothing golden about that shit." Now, he's absolutely right. Drive Club is. Yeah. One of the worst releases. The it has to be the worst. Come on, has to be the amount of time that it carried on and everything. It was just it was atrocious. What about Battlefield nineteen forty? No, that wasn't as bad. Three was it? I think it was only like a couple of weeks. That was that that was a fortnight where you couldn't play it. Yeah, but this went on till like january yeah this but was like months. I, I played this single player all that time that, that you could That's you true. literally yeah, couldn't play yeah, that you game you can play it, yeah. i don't know i mean it it's it doesn't really matter does it it no. was a terrible launch absolutely appalling launch um yeah i'll go back because we've spent the money 
Yeah, we own the game. We're so not. Uh, so to, to put our feet down at this stage and say, no, we're not going to play it. We're only screwing ourselves. Yeah. You know? And there's just no point. You know, if if we can finally get a bit of enjoyment out of that thing, then it's worth going back. Trying to get money's back. worth kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. And totally. it doesn't make it right that it came out broken. But then <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't have bought it. We shouldn't have bought it so quickly. Yeah, we should have waited. We got on the hype train about a racing game because we didn't have one. And the fact that it was only, what, like 35 quid because of the PlayStation Plus subscription. We were, yep. right, fuck it, it's a no-brainer. Got, we've got to get this. And, yeah, how wrong were we and everyone else? <laughs> I'm not sticking up for game developers that release broken games at all. Obviously, that shouldn't happen. What I'm saying is we do have a choice in these things. And uh, with Drive Club, we made the wrong one. You shouldn't pre-order things. And we're still guilty of doing it sometimes. We tend to do it when we're we're nailed on that it's going to be a decent product or what we want. And uh, the Taken King, yeah? Not like the Taken King. <laughs> uh, like, like Pez, for example. I was, I yeah. was nailed on that I was going to like that, and it was already garnering loads of decent reviews, uh, very limited embargoes in terms of what you could talk about and what you couldn't. And it felt like a safe bet, but really you shouldn't pre-order anything and you shouldn't buy anything day one. And that's your choice. If you do that, then you're running the risk. Now, I'm not saying it should be acceptable for these games to come out broken, but we've had enough of them come out now that we know that that happens. And yet we're still buying stuff the day it comes out. So, you know, maybe we have to hold ourselves up a little bit and say... We're fucking this up a bit. We should probably leave it a week or two. But I don't want to, buddy, because I love games. Yeah, I just want that sweet, sweet candy. <laughs> it's true. We're part of the problem. Yeah, totally. And that's always going to be the case. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> so finally from Funk, he says, uh, After PJ's talk of gamer tags last week, uh, what does your tag say about you? I'm not overly funky, for instance. Uh, our friend Pete's is bongo my head and people become known by theirs in real life to some extent which is fucking weird when you think about it the amount of times we refer to beard or funk etc I don't know what mine really says about me like I don't don't know what made you pick it um (laughs) we played football manager at your house back in the day i'm sure it was like batman mcbat or something like that and that's yeah. how it started it was but then i think it was it was the something mc something was the yeah the early model and that's how it started and then well, when we were in college we we were brought back like yeah beard like the oh yeah yeah beard kind of thing yeah yeah like when you um, don't believe what someone's saying and you just sort of rub your yeah. chin <laughs> yeah <laughs> beard. like like our our college band were the bearded clams of death kind of thing <laughs> so that's where the beard came from but i don't know where champ came from i want to say like one of my girlfriends called me champ but i don't know i mean that that's a pretty cool nickname for your girlfriend to give you yeah, I think so, but I, d- I don't know. Maybe um, I d- yeah, that's the only thing I don't really know where Champ comes from. But yeah, McBeard, that's where McBeard comes from. <laughs> but yeah, I, d- I don't know what it says about me. Just um, not a lot. 
it's like a fucking second name to me now, though. <laughs> says, <laughs> it says that you've got a sense of humour because Champ McBeard is a funny name. That's what it's it says. True. It is a funny name. <laughs> what about yours, buddy? Like, is there anything apart from it was an old email address? <laughs> I don't know why. Oh. Mine's mine's Mr. Alex Head, for anyone who wonders. Uh, I had it as a Hotmail account in like 2000, 2001, um, long before Mr. Pointy Head of Xbox Live fame. And um, I don't know why. I don't know why it's Mr. Alex Head. It just, it sounded funny <laughs> to me. Um, yeah. I think... Partly third rock from the sun inspired with the big giant yeah, head. Yeah, the big giant head. Yeah, I think nice. that was in there. Like it. Um, we're going back a few years there, but yeah, uh, we are. Yeah, it's, I've been Mr. Alex Head ever since. But unlike your one, um, well, probably because my name is in mine. Uh, I've never <laughs> had a nickname. People don't call me Head or anything. Whereas your beard yeah. or Champ McBeard or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's still, oh, we normally call you by like your surname, I guess, isn't it? It's worth noting, by the way, that Funk's original 360 gamer tag was something like Saint, Saint and then some numbers. Seven, seven something, something, yeah. wasn't it? And he changed it to Grandma Funk when we were listening, to a, Funk, we were listening to a Basement Jacks album where me and him were working together in retail. And uh, it was like, yeah, this is the house that Funk built, Groove Armada style. Uh, yeah, Groove Armada, not Basement Jacks. And... Uh, yeah, we were just like pissing ourselves at this, and I said to him, "You have to go. And you have to change your name to Grandma Funk." <laughs> <laughs> and he's and been. And he there. did. Yep, he did. <laughs> he paid the eight pounds, and uh, he's been that ever since. No, it's it's Funkamo now, buddy. Yeah, Funkamo. Now we're in the PlayStation age, but it'll always be Grandma Funk to me. Grandma Funk. Yeah, it's nice, like getting like little stories and stuff from like how people get their gamer tags. Obviously. If you, listener, have a fantastic story about your gamer tag, let us know. Yeah, yeah, email us totally in. We'd love involved. to hear about it. Yeah, man. Definitely. Um, I suppose there's a bit of a difference between Xbox and PlayStation in that Xbox users could have, any, at any point, they could have changed theirs, whereas yeah, true. PlayStation... If you've got a terrible PlayStation ID like like Weed Smoker 69 or something like that, then either you're an idiot or you were an idiot. And <laughs> either way, everyone's going to know it. Whereas Xbox, you could have changed yours at any time. So True. Yeah. And that is Fuckwit Corner. you have a question for us here at the justice for gamers podcast every week we'll be ending the show with questions and comments sent in by you pop us a message on one of our social media sites or send an email to contact at justiceforgamers.com and we'll do our best to sort you out and now it's time for questions and answers have we got many this week? Any new listeners sending us questions on either social media, via the internet, or pigeon, or <laughs> other forms of mail? We've got one from PJ, and we have one via pigeon from Johnny Briggs. 
Sweet. It came in then. Yes. He was a bit worried. So here's PJ's one. Uh, he says, Do you think it's wrong for developers to work on franchise games a few years in advance, but only change a game barely enough to justify releasing it each year? He's thinking mostly FIFA and PES. I think what he's getting at is improvements that they've been working on for some time, but each game that comes out, they kind of slowly reiterate rather than chuck all their eggs in one basket because they know they have to come out with more new things the following year. Um, I think it comes a lot down to the game engine, if it's new or old kind of thing. Yeah, so that like makes if a it's difference. brand new, you know, they're, they're going to struggle to get a lot of features in there because they're just like developing it. Um, but then it also comes to when it's the end of that um, life cycle for the, for it, um, they might have exhausted all of its potential. So, you know, there, there's that bit in the middle where everything's fucking gravy and you've got all this new shit coming out, but then you uh, after that, it kind of you're not going to get a lot more until they bring out a new one and develop on the new game engine kind of thing. I think... I think that's where a lot of the trouble uh, is for these um, franchise games. Um, it's what's happening right now, isn't it? I mean, if you look at yeah, FIFA the and FIFA, PES, they're kind of really. going in different directions. You know, the FIFA yeah. engine's looking tired. They're on their way down. Yeah, whereas and the Fox engines is still fairly new. And they've had a, a couple of years or so to work on it, I guess, now. Yeah, yeah, recently. I think you're right there. Um, I think the bottom line here is if you're releasing a game on a yearly basis, you can't possibly... Um, put all your eggs in one basket you can't possibly uh, you haven't got time to to make no, these you need dramatic to make a game you need to make the changes year. over time <laughs> and for better or worse that's the way it's got to be now the only yeah. way that that would change is if uh, EA Sports for example decided to release a squad file update every other year rather than release a new game every year and there's no way that's going to happen because of money because of the world and money and do um does FIFA or do any sports games kind of do it like the the Call of Duty franchise? You know where they've got like two or three different divisions working on different games at a time. Not that I'm aware of, and I think that that would be of a huge benefit to sports franchise games. I think if yeah. if there were three studios working on FIFA, then it would be moving forward in a, at least maybe not better, but certainly more interesting. Um, yeah, totally. I'll be on board with that. Be interesting. Yeah, like you say, it would be interesting because, like, one year you might have this, like, wow, yeah, this is this is the shit, and the next year it'd be like, there's loads of dogs running around or something stupid. I think it's yeah, a it's, it's an artistic <laughs> thing versus a simulator thing. You know, yeah, true. FIFA, FIFA and Pez football is a sport. It doesn't change each year, not dramatically anyway. Yeah, Whereas yeah, COD that. can be anything you want it to be. But yeah. I still think you're right. I still think it would be, you know, the more bodies working on these games, the quicker they're going to make changes, the more interesting it's going to be, the more things are going to move forward quickly. But we live in a world where money is kind of important. Yeah, and true. All the time people will buy... Uh, a new FIFA or a new PES that's only slightly different to the last one. And, and let's face it, both of them are only slightly different to the last one. As much as I think PES is a lot better than last year, a lot of that game is exactly the same as it was last time round. And, and the same goes for FIFA, of course. But all the time there's a market and people are going to spend the money, then they'll keep making it the same way. And with time the way it is, 
yeah things will just kind of stay the same i guess i think you're right True. though you know different developers working on a game franchise i think it's a good thing i think cod has kind of picked up a little bit more again because of that uh yeah. things feel fresher and also you've got that like internal competition as well which you know yes sometimes make people just drive more as well it's true it's true and finally this week we have a question from the one the only johnny briggs jbz or jables uh, and he asks what is this year's dead island syndrome it's a very good question because you know we haven't actually raised it and we are we're clearly into possibly surpass the dead island syndrome game era oh yeah we're in golden release time now the dead island game exactly is you know gone. that that thing's that's that's gone so you know we're looking at games that came out what the past month when did um dead island come out it was like early september i think it was yeah like it? first week or something this is dead island syndrome is a mediocre game releasing when nothing else is coming out right in the middle of the summer or to the end of the it's summer it's the first game to come out after the summer that people just get a bit too silly over they get excited there's been a drought they'll buy anything um yeah. sniper elite took the crown a couple of years ago because it came out yeah. at the right time uh, obviously the classic was dead island yep absolutely uh, that's why it is named this um i came up with a thought of until dawn being this year's Dead Island Syndrome, a lot of people on the internet went a bit wappy over this game, and no one could say why, because they, 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 all everyone said, "I don't know why I like this. Why, why do I like this? I don't know why I like it." Kind of thing. And now and no one's talking this? about it at all. Yeah, totally. It's it's gone. Which is conducive to Dead Island Syndrome, indeed. Um, and the reason why no one knew why they liked it was because of Dead Island Syndrome, buddy. They were just excited to have something. Exactly, and even though it was just quick time events, people loved that shit (laughs) for (laughs) at least a week or something, but now it is dead. I think we might be doing it a disservice, bearing in mind I haven't played it, and a lot of people say it's a very interesting story-based sort of thing but certainly the gameplay seems fairly lacking in terms of the whole quick time events thing but yeah I I think it's probably the most likely to tick that box of Dead Island Syndrome this time round because I can't I'm looking down the uh, the list of releases and nothing else is really jumping out not really and I think that game you know in two years time people won't be remembering Until Dawn as a classic um, no, not at all. It's just they were excited at the time. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think it could well be Until Dawn. Hmm. So I think that'll about do us for this episode of the podcast, buddy. How have you found things? We uh, we got through the Destiny talk. I'm, I'm pleased about that. Yeah, it was a big one. Um, I feel like, you know... I've uh, confessed my sins in a way, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've been to a confessional, and uh, so I've gone like, "Bless me, Father, for I've sinned." I bought Destiny: The Taken King. I really, really enjoyed it, <sighs> and, and he's just like, "It's all right, mate. It's fine. Don't worry about it." Yep, Th- Crack three on. hail marys and two hallow yeah. dollies. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's 
I'm I'm still surprised that you like this game. I I was I was dead certain that I was gonna have to like force you to play this, but after like you know the the first night, I was like, oh okay, he's seems to be enjoying this. And then like the next night, you're like, just random. We were doing just a mission. You're like, I really like the shooting in this game. I'm like, what? You're you're being positive. Oi, what oi, the mate, fu- <laughs> mate, wrap it up, yeah. I want to play Destiny. Yeah, sorry, mate. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. It's been a good week of uh, Destiny, and we're gonna play some more uh, Rainbow Boo, especially tomorrow on Friday game night. We're gonna try and get our strategies down. Yeah, good call, fucking, buddy. Tomorrow is Friday. Good blow shout. The fucking doors off. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's gonna be sweet. <laughs> yeah, mate. Lovely stuff. Well, it only remains for me to say thank you very much for listening. Uh, You can find us at www.justiceforgamers.com, Facebook forward slash Justice for Gamers. We are Twitter at Justice for Gamer. You can find us on YouTube. If you search Justice for Gamers, we'll pop up on there. And we're also on Google Plus if that is how you choose to live your life. Uh, Until next week, I've been Alex, he's been Ash. Goodbye. And goodbye. You've been listening to the Justice for Gamers podcast with Ash and me, Alex. We release this every Sunday night so you can preload it for the week ahead. To find out more, head to justiceforgamers.com, Facebook forward slash Justice for Gamers, or Twitter at Justice for Gamer. If you have anything interesting to say, pop an email to contact at justiceforgamers.com, and if you could write us a review on iTunes, we'd be forever in your debt. Have a cracking week, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>